Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Sense 1899, the Ohio State Women's Basketball Podcast. The only women's basketball team-specific podcast on SB Nation. On this episode, Wyatt Crozier from the Hoopla newsletter returns to chat all things Buckeyes and Big Ten in the NCAA tournament. Crozier also discusses his upset picks, his champion selection for the women and men's sides, and much more. Make sure you subscribe to Lane Grant Holy Land on your podcast app of choice to hear more from the Buckeyes football team and the men and women's basketball teams. Here's my conversation with Wyatt Crozier. We're back for the second time, Wyatt Crozier. Uh, so Wyatt of Hoopla fame, thanks for being here. I was in Minnesota. I, I know this is March Madness. Currently, I mean, Illinois, Mississippi State are playing as we record right now. But I want to take just a few seconds. We're welcome back to the, the show. Thanks for hanging out with me again. I appreciate it. Uh, I was in Minneapolis last week for the Big Ten tournament. Just a few thoughts. How did your predictions go? I know you had a pretty strong start. What did you think about the tournament? And then we'll get into really the the important stuff. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad to be back, first of all. And um, first game of the Big Ten tournament, I got wrong. Minnesota went on. Penn State went on that big run to start it. And then they held on just barely to beat Minnesota. And then I got the next nine right. So I had the correct top four um, going in and then I got both of I didn't think Ohio State would win and then I didn't think in Iowa would win so then my final was completely wrong um, oh wow okay I went with Maryland because they just destroyed Iowa the week before and I thought even if I was playing better can they beat 30 points better and apparently yes is the answer <laughs> apparently yes is that answer uh, but I don't think either of us I'm assuming didn't see the Ohio State Indiana game coming my goodness especially the way it happened that was insane. I, in my head and telling my wife, like I'm planning on being there for probably two days. The first game against Michigan, I did have a lot of nerves of, okay, am I driving, you know, 13 hours one way to see them lose to Michigan <laughs> and then driving home the next day. <laughs> that would be awful. So in my brain, I was like, okay, win one game to make this worth yeah. it. And also being able to watch four games the first day, I didn't think past just the Ohio state game. Mm-hmm. Um, that second game though, at, at halftime, well, actually, the story was Drew from uh, Badger's Ball Knower. Mm-hmm. He had sat there the whole first day. Of all four games, we sat next to each other, watched the games, whatever. Second day, Ohio State's facing Indiana, and 
um, he's not there for the first like half of the game. And he comes to sit down right before halftime. I don't know if it was his magic or something because he didn't come to the Iowa game. Um, down 24, <laughs> down 24 points. I told my wife, I was like, hey, I'm coming home tomorrow morning. <laughs> like I was certain that there's yeah. no way Ohio State's coming back against Indiana. And in that second half, I, I've seen them do some incredible things this year, like coming back against Illinois, against Louisiana, or not uh, Louisville, excuse me, against uh, Tennessee. South Florida. Yeah. yeah, right. That South Florida game was intense, um, but there was no chance at all. So when they won, um, I made a lot of people upset in my household that they won. Um, but I mean, to be there in the moment was 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 fantastic. And I also learned some geography when I went up there because I'd not realized how close Iowa City was to Minneapolis. How close is it? Was, I was it's, it was packed for those games. It's about four hours. Okay. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was 98% Iowa fans on Sunday and there's the smallest little half section of Ohio state fans. It was, if there were 200 Ohio state fans, I would be shocked. Um, Did not travel well for that tournament. (laughs) Um, But either way, I I think it was overall, it was a, it was a fun tournament. Um, I I didn't think Indiana was going to lose. I thought it was going to be another rematch. I think ESPN, everybody was hoping for another Indiana-Iowa rematch. Um, but Caitlin Clark gave everybody what they wanted, I guess, Yeah. Uh, in, in the tournament final. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that Ohio State-Michigan game was also insane. And then for them to come back, it was a really good tournament for them despite how bad the final was. Like, if you can – it's hard to get out that 33-point loss, but if you can, it was a net very good po- um, positive experience for Ohio State, I think. And the thing with Ohio State fans in general, we, we know it's a football school. That's fine. They're watching the games like when Iowa came to Columbus in January and in this final on a Sunday afternoon against Iowa. It's a horrible coincidence because there's probably fans who've only watched two games this year and they were both against Iowa in that second final. So in their head, they're like, oh, Ohio State can't beat Iowa, not knowing that they beat them last year and <laughs> they beat Indiana by that you know big comeback. But I digress. Now it's it's March. I, I want to stick with the Buckeyes. There's a lot to talk about with what 68 teams competing, but let's focus um, on Ohio State first. Losing to Iowa, that's tough. Overall, though, over the last couple of weeks, they've been on a pretty strong run of form. Losing to Maryland by two points, uh, missing 12 free throws in a two point loss, which is tough. But looking ahead to their tournament road. What do you kind of, or where did you put the Buckeyes in your bracket? How far do you think the Buckeyes can go? I feel very, I mean, I'm confident that they will beat James Madison. Um, If they didn't, it would be the first time a three seed ever lost. So (laughs) that would, that would hurt. So I'm going to, I don't want to write it, write it in ink, but I'm going to hope they get through there. And then they'll either play North Carolina or the winner of Purdue St. John's. And I think, that's an, that'll be an interesting that six eleven game. I'm very fascinated in. I'm I'm as the Big Ten women's basketball writer, hoping it's Purdue. Um, right. But I think it could be either of those teams. All three of those teams are, I think, very defense oriented. Slow it, maybe not slow it down, but make you really work for your points type teams. Um, but I think Ohio State definitely has the talent capabilities to to beat those teams. Definitely not a gimme. I think it would be a good battle. Um, but if it's the Ohio State we saw against Michigan and Indiana in the tournament, I think then they certainly can. And then 
not certain, but almost certain they will have the well-known Yukon Huskies in the Sweet 16. I've, I've heard of them. <laughs> I don't know the I don't have the number on my screen, but they've made a lot of consecutive Final Fours. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I don't know if we could talk specifically about that UConn matchup because it should happen, but that would be a very big ask for this Ohio State team. Even when they're all all cylinders are firing for them, I think that would be a really if the best version of Ohio State and the lowest version of UConn, which has happened a lot this year, I think that's a really good battle. But I'm worried that the UConn that showed up when Azzy Fudd came back in the tournament, um, if they ride that momentum, Big East tournament, that is, uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a tough task for Ohio State. I just can't see anybody in Ohio State getting past UConn's defense. I really can't do it. The only way you're going to be able to get that momentum is if, like you said, playing at your best, forcing turnovers, getting a lot of points in the transition, fast break. Because defensively, once they're set, that's really going to be tough for Ohio state to do because they really rely every game on like one or two people to have a big game. It's usually not very even scoring across the Ohio state in any given game. Um, Yeah, that, that would be tough. I, I didn't have them going past UConn. I did pick Purdue and maybe this is the, um, the big 10 bias a little bit, but UNC did have, they had trouble against Michigan. They had trouble against Indiana. I, I think Ohio state, if they beat James Madison, like you said, three seed hasn't lost. I gave them like a 95% chance of beating James Madison. Um, I don't want to assume it though. Yeah. If they play UNC, I think they could give them a run for their money. You talk about defense and slowing the game down. UNC is averaging 56 points over the last five games, regular season and tournament, not a high scoring team. And I think if Ohio state can frustrate them at home, especially I, I could see them at least getting to UConn. UConn and I'm uh, not UConn. UNC and Duke play some of the, the some of the worst basketball you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. Forty to forty four, just awful. <laughs> I mean, like it works. They're successful at it. It is not fun. Um, but like that is what UNC will probably try to do if it's them. I also think Purdue could absolutely be the team Ohio State faces. Um, yeah. I think Purdue is a, is an, another annoying team to play because they can force turnovers. They can score a bunch of different ways. They don't mind slowing it down. Um, and even St. John's beat UConn like two weeks ago. So I think that yeah. it's a bit of a question mark who Ohio State faces there. I'm looking at a little bit of James Madison stats just, just to cover the bases. Um, I think the big thing to worry about with them is they're a good rebounding team, yeah. which could be an issue for Ohio State because their interior presence is not the not their strong suit. They don't um, seem to care about rebounds. They, I think Kevin <laughs> He does not care about rebounds. He will sacrifice all the rebounds in the world if they can win the turnover margin and they can get it, and they can get those fast break points or points off turnovers. But um, I completely agree. Uh, they have a Russian Kozlova. Uh, I was watching the championship game between them and, oh my gosh, who they play? Texas State, I think it was. And she, she didn't play basketball since she was 12. And then four years later, she was on the Russian national team. So she... Um, she reminds me of Rebecca Mikulashikova, not just because of the um, the Eastern European sure. player there, but uh, she's she's quick. She's really fast in the paint for six four. Uh, the way that she's able to move in the paint is is pretty is pretty impressive. She can't shoot from deep like Rebecca can. Um, she, I don't think she shoots from deep ever, so that does help Ohio State. You know, she plays in the paint. She's not someone who's going to try to you know push out and stand off by the perimeter, but um, 
rebounding, yeah, they'll definitely. I, I think they'll lose the rebounding margin, but they'll still beat. Yeah, uh, James Madison in the first game. Kiki Jefferson averages eighteen for them. She's the other one. I was. This has nothing to do with anything, but I can appreciate Koslova or Koslova, as you said. She has played seven hundred and sixty-seven minutes this year and has six assists. <laughs> well, you know her game. <laughs> That is very impressive. low amount of assists. <laughs> well, watching them, like she, that's her job. Camp in the paint, yep. hang out there, grab the offensive rebounds, get second chance shots. Um, Ohio State has played against Mackenzie Holmes, though, a few times this season. Monica yes. Sonano, a couple times this season. Kendall Bostic. I mean, Kendall Bostic, yep. right? Um, so I, I'm not as worried about Kozlova, but um, it's still interesting. I, I think it'll be fun. Um, well, this is the seventh time Ohio State played James Madison, third time in the Big Ten or uh, March Madness. So, um, I think, uh, sorry if you were going to say this next. No, no, no. With the UConn matchup, the other big thing as the storyline of it is Dorka Juhas is on mm. UConn now, former Ohio State player, a player they could uh, certainly use, I would say, if she would have stayed. <laughs> But the revenge doing, tour, yeah, yes, doing very, very well at UConn. Uh, she's a key piece for them. Um, I would be very if that's already just a fun, like, nice little matchup there. I think that would be interesting to see. And it's not in Connecticut. I thought last year was a joke that they were, uh, what they were facing off against NC State, and NC State was the one seed, but they're playing in Connecticut. I thought that was such a, um, I'm not wearing a tinfoil hat, but you could argue the fix is in on I that know. one, but. Going out to Seattle, uh, while well, seeing how Ohio State fans travel to Minneapolis, I don't know if Seattle's going to be any better. But um, if they get there, if they get there, I think it's going to be Purdue, Ohio State. Um, I'm really high in Janae Terry. I, I love her basketball. She's not the highest scorer in the world, but she does everything. I like players who are doing everything on the court. Uh, I think what her and Caitlin Clark average at least five across, you know, points, rebounds, and assists yeah. a game. And that's a pretty – good company to be in. Um, I thought she played well in the tournament, but uh, March Madness for Ohio State should be fun. Are there any players? Well, rewind. J.C. Sheldon. Do you think J.C. Sheldon starts uh, this weekend? Ooh, does she start? Also, I hope you enjoy my dog rolling around the nice bell or whatever's going on over there. Oh, that's uh, great. No, that's, uh, we have a puppy <laughs> over here, and it's um, not always fun. I'm just going to put it that way. I censored myself a little bit. Will they start J.C. Sheldon? That's an – I don't know. I think – I think they won't for James Madison, but they may for whoever they play in the next round, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she played pretty significant minutes. I don't have it in front of me, but she played down the stretch of those of the tournament games, JC Sheldon. I thought she looked like maybe not hundred percent, but certainly like on defense, she was she was as tenacious as she usually is, making a lot of big plays down the stretch. Um, and who are they? They're starting Ricky Harris instead of her. Is that the assumption? yeah yeah ricky harris will be in that spot which she's really she's a great defensive guard i know Mm -hmm. statistically she doesn't jump out to to a lot of folks but she can agitate people uh, quite a bit she's been elbowed in the face i think three or four times this year each time a foul has been called on her but she she really gets into the space of the players that she defends yeah jc sheldon played 12 and a half minutes, 15 and a half minutes, 17 minutes in those three games. So not definitely not starter numbers yet. Um, the, the big, the, the Indiana game is when I felt her impact, like per usual, she was at 12 points, four steals was a big reason that that press was so, so good. Um, 
they they need her if they want a chance against UConn. I think they can survive to that point with like 15 minutes of production if they wanted. But if you want to give UConn the test and you need your press at full strength, JC Sheldon yeah. is the player for that. So maybe she would yeah. start that game. I don't know. Well, that was kind of my next question. How far do you think they could go with her? How important is she to the team? I, I, I agree with you completely. Um, how about the Big Ten as a whole? I was pretty, not lofty. I thought that all seven Big Ten teams were going to win at least a game. I thought Purdue and Illinois would move into, yeah. into the tournament. And then I, I thought all of the four Big Ten teams that have home games were going to move into the Sweet 16. How, how do you kind of see everything going with the Big Ten and how, how far do you have them? I tried to hedge my bets a little to not be the as fully biased as I can be. I definitely think all seven could win their their opening games. I'm hoping both Illinois and Purdue at least went out of their first four. We will find out about Illinois by the time this is out. It's a one point <laughs> game as I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> but um, I think Illinois and Purdue are the only ones I'm worried about in that first round and Michigan a little because that UNLV team is very good. Um, I've seen, like, I've read some stuff about who to pick in an upset and I've seen people say, pick UNLV over Michigan. I won't do it. Um, I, <laughs> I, I've in my hoopla for this, I picked Purdue to beat North Carolina, but I picked Creighton to beat Illinois. I, I liked that Creighton team when I was reading about them, but again, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I agree with what you said about all the teams that are hosting, which is Iowa, Indiana, Maryland, Ohio state. I think they should get to the sweet 16. Um, and then if Michigan does win this first round, they would play LSU. And my heart wants to pick Michigan so bad, <laughs> so bad. And I think they absolutely could because LSU has barely beaten anybody good all year. But yeah. neither, neither is Michigan. That's kind of Michigan's thing all year is that they beat everybody yeah. below them in the standings and then they couldn't beat the top teams. So I have mm -hmm. some doubts that they could beat Angel Reese and that LSU team. Um, but I think like, I think Indiana, I think we talked about before, they are the one seed number two overall in the whole thing. I really think they should make the final four and be the Big Ten's first final four team in a, like nine years, 10 years. 2016. Uh, yeah, yeah, Maryland. Um, and then Iowa, it could be a collision course for Iowa Stanford. Maybe if you're a crazy person like me, you think Texas might beat Stanford and make it a little easier for Iowa. If that <laughs> happens, I said it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I think Iowa has a decent route to the final four. Maryland has to get through South Carolina, which is, you know, I don't think, I think the Maryland team that lost by 25 to South Carolina is much different than this one, but that's, it's still South Carolina and it's hard to, hard to justify it. <laughs> Do you think the mounting pressure though for South Carolina, like full disclosure, I put them as my, champion I'll, I'll i'll ask you later who you pick there but um the mounting pressure of staying undefeated do you think like uh, uh a myers and a miller could shock them i i i have them playing against each other i actually had creighton playing maryland in the sweet 16 i have creighton beating notre dame if olivia miles is not playing yes uh, i think i did the same thing <laughs> yeah that's a big uh disclaimer there i have the winning if she's not playing What percentage would you give Maryland against the uh, South Carolina? Is it better than Ohio State's chances against UConn? Ooh, ooh. I would, <laughs> that's a good question. 
I think Ohio State has the the JC Sheldon kind of kind of wild card, but I still think it's probably like I don't know, 15% chance for me to beat UConn, 15, 20. And maybe okay. I'd give Maryland about the same, maybe like 20, 25, because why I think Maryland has a chance is I like how they've played, um, even though they lost Iowa the second time around. I like their strategy of kind of like, we don't have a, someone to guard Zanano head on, but we can take her out of the equation a bit with their mm-hmm. defense. And if they can do that with Aaliyah Boston at all and force South Carolina yeah. to shoot, um, there's a chance like South Carolina still got really good players outside of Leah Boston. That's why she's only averaging like 12 points a game this year. But I think that gives them a chance. And like if Abby Myers is hitting her shots, Diamond Miller is a game changing type player. I've re- Cheyenne Sellers is also so, so good. I feel like I don't talk about her enough. Um, I think it gives them a chance. She's the next Diamond Miller. She's the next Diamond Miller. Yeah. I mean, when Diamond Miller's gone, it's her team. <laughs> right. So I, I think it's still – South Carolina should be favored in that game. It's in Greenville again, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But uh, I I think Maryland would have a shot, but an outside one, certainly. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. And they're the number one overall seed. So I, I, I was talking tinfoil hat earlier, but UConn was only a two seed. Why are they getting games in Connecticut? Um, I, I kind of like that they only have two locations this year. I, I don't know why. I just – Maybe it's just easier to remember. Oh, Greenville and Seattle. I can remember that. Yeah. But um, anyway, in the do you have any Big Ten teams? Is the Final Four the cap? Is that the ceiling that you see them hitting is the Final Four? I think that is – it's the thing they got to get to because it's been, a, it's been a while, but I don't think that it has to end there. Um, Indiana, especially on that side, like even if it is UConn or if it's Virginia Tech, like I think Indiana could beat either of those teams. Um, I think – they're they're so well-rounded like Mackenzie Holmes is the star but they have so many good shooters and they have so much length on defense like every person that's starting five is like at least what six six, two six three like it's very hard to move the ball against them um Sarah Scally off the bench has also been so good recently like if she can keep hitting those shots that's a great player to have so I think before I mean South Carolina I don't think is they're gonna I don't think they're gonna run over Indiana by any means I think that'd be a good game but I would favor Indiana against anyone besides South Carolina at this point. Like, I do think they are the number two team in the country. I think that's earned. And then Iowa, okay. I think, is a chance to make the final. But they would have to be hitting their shots like crazy against South Carolina. Like, <laughs> they have to be the craziest Caitlin Clark performance you've ever seen. They're, they're a big confidence team. And mm. whenever they're down they get visibly down. Like, I don't think that uh, they haven't had to come back from a lot of adversity this year. Um, Iowa hasn't. I mean, they had close games against like Drake that went into overtime, but I think they came back their largest, like a nine point comeback. And that was early in the second quarter against maybe Nebraska. I want to say, so they haven't had a lot of, necessity to come back. They haven't had to, but in the non-conference schedule, I mean, they struggled against UConn. It was close. It was a close game, but they lost into UConn. NC State came to Iowa City and just yep. beat them up. So if there could be a situation where Iowa goes up against I, – I put them in my Final Four, but I'm less confident about that than I am Indiana in the Final Four. Because yeah. if you're going up against, like, Duke, like you talk about the defense of Duke, um, going up against potentially Stanford, I could see them beating either of those teams easily. But I could also see if they get into their head, 
Iowa seems like they not crumble, but they can they can lose pretty easily, I think, from um, how they play and what they feed off of. I think this is a better team than the one that lost to Creighton last year, but it's the same yeah. players in the same exact situation where they're coming off the Big Ten tournament win. They got the two seed. Like mm-hmm. it's, I think that they will overcome that this year, but they are not there. It's literally like the same roster. <laughs> so yeah. You're, yeah, I am banking on them learning from that experience and them being able to avoid those cold streaks more, but it absolutely could happen again. So they scare me. Um, I think Stanford's as beatable as I've seen Stanford in the last few years, certainly. Um, they have been, they struggled down the stretch and I'm sure they're going to figure that out and make me look stupid for picking Texas. But, uh, I think the, their biggest, I don't know how you stop Cameron Brink because Monica Zanano's strength is not her defense. Uh, but, uh, I think that that's a winnable matchup. I really, I've talked, I think I said this in the hoopla. I really want to see Iowa Duke because it'd be the weirdest game of basketball ever played. Duke <laughs> averages like Iowa's 50 a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's. It's just so un, unlike, unlike when you think of Duke basketball, it's just, I, I know. Number one games, offense against the number one defense, if that happens. And I just, I don't know what would it would look like, but I want to see it. Before That's- I ask about upsets, I have another uh, Big Ten question for you. This is something I was on Bucketheads with Justin and Connor, and they asked me this question. Um, wherever they talk about tough conferences and you play – Big Ten is arguably one of the toughest conferences in the country. Do you think having to play against tough opponent after tough opponent makes March Madness difficult because you've had so many difficult teams that you've had to play against? Do you think that it wears teams down potentially? I think it certainly could. And I think it's worse on the men's side for the Big Ten because they play up until Selection Sunday. And then they only have like three days of rest and then they're in it. I think at least the big 10 women's side has a full week and a half to like get prepared and like rest up because I do think it's got a, it's a grueling stretch to be, to play in the big 10. Um, I, so I think it certainly could play a factor, but I do think that week extra to get like ready for this does help. Um, I don't know how significant it is. I I'm sure the players would say yes or no about that, but from my end, I do think that at least, diminishes the worry of that a little bit compared to the men's side and the conference too and how i responded to the conference has changed a lot in basketball it's a physical game but the big 10 is so much offense which has not always been its mo and the men's side is is like that grueling sometimes right yeah Yeah. even uh, kevin mcguff after the loss to iowa he was saying that this conference is different than when he came in it's not like a, a Wisconsin basketball drain the clock down, play right. physical, and you know try to squeak out a win at the end. This is high intensity kind of offense. Yeah. And I, I think that helps them when we hit March Madness. You know, but like you said, if it comes down to Iowa and Duke, does defense win championships? Yeah, right. or is it something <laughs> where I was able to overcome it. It's just interesting. I, um, I'm interested to see. I, I was high on. I put Indiana in in the championship game. Same. I had a hard time picking them over UConn, but I still put them into the championship game. I actually had um, Tennessee and UConn playing. Hey, so did I. And I may or may not 
have gone full Tennessee and put oh, Tennessee really? in the final four. Um, this is oh, on a wow. because like Anna, like UConn beat Tennessee this year. Like I'm aware of this. I think Tennessee started with such these high expectations and then they cratered early. And then I think they've really started to find themselves late. Their last two yeah. losses went to South Carolina. So like, who, who am I to blame them for that? Uh, right. I think that they're playing their best basketball and I, maybe they could ride some momentum that they didn't have all year into a game against UConn um, or and Virginia Tech, which they would have to beat as well to get there. Uh, it might be because I wanted Indiana in my final for for my own passions and I it's easier to beat them having them beat Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that Tennessee UConn rematch would be much better than the first time around based on where these teams are. Oh yeah, Tennessee's a different side now. And beating LSU, I know you you said earlier, alluded to it. LSU has been really highly touted, but they're also have not played anybody. And when they have played teams, like they almost lost to Arkansas, who they didn't make the they they were out of the tournament, although they were ranked early on in the season. Couldn't get over South Carolina. It wasn't even close. Lost to Tennessee in the tournament. I'm not as high on them because they played nobody in the mm-hmm. non-conference schedule, which is the they had a lot of transfers. You had Andrew Reese coming in, and um, I, I understand why Coach you know Mulkey did it, but um, yeah, I think a three seed is about right yeah. for them. Um, but those are the only ones in the SEC. I maybe because ESPN is playing, and I've watched a lot of ESPN games, but I was pretty low on the SEC in this time around, just picking other other sides against them i want to um ask you though about any upsets that you had any games that are like i you regret picking maybe in hindsight (laughs) or (laughs) any games that stand out to you um yeah yeah in that first round um i i both the 11 seeds if it is big 10 teams or not i think have chances against those six seeds um but i think is other elsewhere in the bracket Drake, maybe because they're also the kind of the same team on the men's side as a 12 seed. Um, I think Drake has a chance against Louisville. I did pick Louisville, but I was close there. I straight up picked Middle Tennessee against Colorado, and I almost did them to go to the Sweet 16 over Duke because that Middle Tennessee team has beaten some good teams this year or played them close. It's like it's more of a battle-tested mid-major than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm looking around the bracket now. Oh, Florida Gulf Coast, which I feel like at this point – they're like they're barely even an upset team because they're always here. They're always so good. Um, mm-hmm. I think they will beat Washington State, who's riding that big Pac-12 tournament momentum. I think yeah. it's hard to keep that momentum after like the four-day break. Like they just were playing their best basketball. I just think it's hard to keep that going. Um, so I think they, Florida Gulf Coast, could win, and then I think they'd give Villanova a battle. That'd be an interesting game. Um, I. I think I went with a little bit of my heart and picked Toledo over Iowa state, but I won't condone that type of uh, behavior. <laughs> uh, Toledo beat Michigan this year. They've, they've been, they've proven they they it's a good team, but uh, Iowa state's good, <laughs> but I picked it. So, you know, I'll, I'll take credit for it if it works. And if not, then I'll say it was stupid. Um, I'll swear. As I said, I picked Tennessee to go to the final four and then I did pick Texas to beat Stanford as my other big later on upset because I think Stanford's as vulnerable as I've seen. The Texas team's kind of like Tennessee where they've been good, but there are higher expectations for them that they haven't met. I think that they're a team that I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't want to face. 
Same with yeah. Louisville, honestly. Louisville is also very good. That If it's Louisville, Texas in that round of 32, that's going to be a great, great game. Um, so I think those are my big ones. And then, you know, just any Big Ten team I'm, I'm pulling for, even if I didn't pick it. That's fair. Um, on Drake, I, I agreed with you on, on Drake's chances, but I, I did pick them. Um, and, and I went one further. I, I also picked them to be Texas. Oh, I that, <laughs> that, that is the one pick where I'm That'd like, be a what powerful am I doing? run. <laughs> that would be um, the darlings of the tournament if they yeah. were to do that. I just went back to when they took Iowa to overtime. Yeah. And and they also beat Nebraska. They beat the whole lot of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just watching them, I, I watched uh, them against Belmont in the Missouri Valley Championship game. I, I watched a little bit of it just because, you know, Kevin McGuff's daughter is on Belmont. And I was like, oh, let's see if Belmont, you know, make another run like they did last year. Um, they did not. And um, Drake looked really strong against Belmont, too. Beat them by almost 20. Beat them, what, eight? 89 to 71, they beat them. Um, and I watched the Texas-Iowa State game. I'm not really sold on on Texas. I think they were another team like te- – you mentioned Tennessee. They started off really high in the rankings. Yeah. They kind of plummeted. I don't think Texas fell out of the top 20. No, they did fall out of the top 25 for like a week or two. But yeah, they've been slowly moving back up. Yeah. Yeah. They've, um, they've really – I think they've benefited from being Texas. And I think they've benefited from other – strong season you could make the same argument for louisville now louisville's come on strong later on in the season but um i i'm not as sold on on texas outside of Harmon. it doesn't i'm about to say i'm hoping rory Harmon. yeah yeah she plays so strong and she plays so intense but when the other players aren't playing intense i mean she even had to call out her own teammates (laughs) like a week ago so i I'm not sold on the other four players on the court whenever Texas is going up. So uh, Drake beating Louisville, that would be, that would be amazing if that happened, because I I don't know how many folks have chosen that one to happen. Although I'm taking myself out of the running for the prize in the land grant women's (laughs) bracket challenge. Um, I'm not going to, I will not be eligible for a prize. So I'll, I'll concede defeat. Uh, to somebody else I also put Florida Gulf Coast I put Florida Gulf Coast over Washington because I think that that Washington team is riding a lot of energy and now after the tournament there might be that that letdown Um, we talked about this earlier Creighton with that asterisk there with Olivia Miles but I probably won't know at that point so I've already clicked on Creighton to move on I have them beating Notre Dame and then Maryland taking them out what else have I picked here um I think that might be for crazy kind of upsets. That's about it. I had Tennessee facing UConn, but uh, UConn beating them. My final four is South Carolina, Iowa, Indiana, and UConn. So I, and we love that. Another, <laughs> again, maybe that's because I, I wrote an article about saying they need to get into the final four. So maybe I was trying to make my own writing sound, sound true. Um, sound believable, but Cleveland State, I wanted to pick Cleveland State just because you talked about the same thing with Toledo. Yeah. Cleveland State hasn't been – if they have been to the tournament, it's been a very long time. Um, and I love all things Cleveland. So it, it was tough for me to choose Villanova, but I did. I, I hesitated a little bit. Before I'm too much of a Maddie Segrist believer, I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's 
that's me. I don't think Cleveland State hasn't faced anybody like that, but they were 32 and one or something like that. Yeah, 30 Cleveland and four. State. Yeah. Okay. But 30 wins Still. is nothing to, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's pretty impressive. Um, man. So you had South Carolina winning. I do. I have a, I have, I did a second bracket where all the Big Ten things fell right and I picked Indiana. But if I'm doing the real one, I pick South Carolina. I think I have to, if I'm being honest with myself. But it's not a, it's not like a given, like it's not like a UConn in their prime where it was just a foregone conclusion. South Carolina has been vulnerable this year. I think they've went to an overtime or two. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like you can just write in South Carolina to win this thing. Like they, they, I think they will face challenges throughout this tournament and could lose. Yeah. I think the home court really helps. I think them being in South Carolina is going to be huge um, for them just having (laughs) That well, yeah, having that rowdy crowd, it would feel like another Big Ten tournament. Um, but you're you're actually going to the games, right? Yes, going to the South Carolina side for the Sweet 16 and the Indiana side for the Elite Eight. That's Saturday and Sunday, net two weekends from now. Oh, you can have a lot of a lot of fun there. It sounds like. How long is that for for you? Like, well, a few hours. Yeah, it's like two hours away from Charlotte. Got a cat on there. I guess. It's Wally's no, we'll birthday, see it, by the but... way, if you want to say happy birthday to the cat. Happy birthday, Wally. <laughs> Welly. Happy... She's three Welly. today. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Wally. Oh, she's like piercing my... She looks so excited. Looking right into my soul. Who do you think is going to win the tournament, Welly? <laughs> she's oh. a big Clark fan. Don't tell anybody. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Not, <laughs> not another one. Not another one. Um, a quick story. Uh coach Morrow for the Buckeyes uh her daughter she was showing this video in practice and she was saying the first names of all these players uh the assistant coach for Ohio State she's show uh her daughter I think is like four or five or something like that she's saying okay JC and her daughter say Sheldon and she went down Cody McMahon Taylor Michael Taylor Theory blah, blah. and then at the end um for Caitlin Costner she was like Caitlin and her daughter said Clark <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, that, no. Was, that was shown around practice. That got a lot of laughs. That's <laughs> oh, a lot of people there. Oh man, you can't even. The children aren't even safe anymore. That's right. The children aren't even safe. So, uh, thanks a lot for talking about your bracket, talking about the Big Ten. Um, I know right now, like we're saying, the games are currently going on. The first four there. I I'm excited for Friday. I know you are. Before we go, could you share? Uh, you're doing a couple tournament challenges and then just how folks can read your work and follow your work. Yeah. Uh, I'm writing on the hoopla newsletter. Um, that is, is a free um, Substack newsletter. You can subscribe to um, every Monday, some Thursdays I'll have a thing out for my brackets tomorrow. Um, I'm doing a free women's basketball group that you can join called the hoopla group law 2023. Um <laughs> It's free, and if you beat me either in Big Ten teams correct or overall standings, uh, you get a shout-out on a future post. And um, nice. I'm very ashamed every time that happens because I think I should have a perfect <laughs> bracket, uh, honestly. So, And then I don't know how much time there will be for people to join the men's one because it closes at noon on Thursday. But mm. if they had time, it's a $10 buy-in, and that's the Chetty Osmadness for for Cleveland Cavaliers legend Chetty Osmond. Uh mm. But yeah, that one, that one closes at noon because the men's tournament starts tomorrow. Um, but yes, we love, we love March around here at Hoopla. 
and we're rooting for the the best out of the Big Ten this year. We just I just want a Final Four team, and then everything else will be would be great. <laughs> I just want to make a Final Four. That's that's like the big it's the big step at this point. Everybody's picking Shaka and Marquette over Iowa um, for the Final Four. How how is your men's Final Four and your champion looking on the men's side? So, I I agree with Marquette. I feel like everyone is doing it. Maybe it's because I just don't want to pick Duke and I will not pick Purdue. That team is a fraud. And if they aren't, then <laughs> I apologize, but I just Outside don't. Outside of the seven foot four center there. Yes. They have <laughs> one one big guy and then a bunch of shooters who can't shoot. So I just don't get it. Uh, so I like Marquette out of there. And then I picked, I did pick Alabama to the final four, not exciting. And then I have I Houston and then UCLA is my one that I'm, I like UCLA despite the injuries. I was going to pick them like easily if it wasn't for the recent injuries, but I'm still hitching my wagon to UCLA. I'm taking them the whole way, very scarily taking them the whole way um, because oh, I just, geez. I Houston, I, they're, they're a talented team, but they've only, they, they don't play a lot of like big teams all year. And I don't know. I don't trust a lot of that. And then I don't really want Alabama to win. So I will pick with my heart sometimes. Um, and then Marquette, I, I think I have Marquette in my final, but it just felt like too much to pick them to win. I just feel like Marquette, that'd be quite a run for them for Shaka Smart. Yeah, maybe this is the time. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I love a little um, Rams basketball, but I, I was able to take a Texas team and make something out of it. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see. And UCLA, if they win all the way, you count that as a Big Ten. That's right. Win, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Big Ten Far West win. That's yep. uh, we got UCLA in the women's side as well. Uh, USC has the number one overall prospect on the women's side coming in. It's things are bright in the Big Ten. That USC team is going to be tough because <coughs> they'll be coming in like as Caitlin Clark and Mackenzie Holmes and them are leaving. Yeah, and that'll be that'll be maybe the tides are are turning, but that'll also be when it's the uh, Cody McMahon's Big Ten. That's right, that Juju Watkins. That's her name. I was trying to. <laughs> Juju USC. Mm, yeah, that'll be um, that'll be tough. That'll be tough. But uh, why? Thanks for for hanging out. Good luck on all of your brackets. Join all the brackets. Uh, I know yours is on ESPN also, so you can yes. join the land grant bracket and the the hoopla. I'm bracket. in there for the for the land grant one. I'm coming. Yeah, for it. <laughs> it's um, it's a lot of fun. I I, I went a little too. I was more joking around in the post about it. And I was going to go heavily into the, hey, you can pick the Buckeyes on this one. I cut <laughs> a lot of my jokes out because after that tournament run, um, and, and Ohio State fans can be a little upset sometimes. So I I tried, I kept I kept a lot of the jokes I wanted to use in that out. But you can also, uh, yeah, join the land grant bracket. And I won't say what the prize is, but it's pretty, it's pretty amazing if you win the whole thing. Um, so... Why? thanks again for hanging out with us and good luck watching uh, the rest of the tournament. Good luck seeing the tournament live in, uh, in Columbia. And thanks again for hanging out. Yeah. Thanks for having me as always. <laughs>